0: From the Cyber Hub Bunker in Studio, you're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. Thank you all for being with us here this Monday morning. I hope everyone had a good, relaxing, enjoyable weekend as much as humanly possible. Weather was amazing. I'm not going to lie to you all that. Uh, I spent a lot of time outdoors this weekend, and I don't regret a second of it. We've got a packed show this Monday morning. We do the we do so because there's a lot going on. Now, I'll preface: there's rumors circling that the Houthis rebels in Yemen cut some underground cables. We we're going to lead with this story. I couldn't get confirmation. I've seen some stuff in. I've seen some stories about it in uh, some Telegram groups. I've seen some stories in some Dutch um media channels but unverified ones um so we couldn't lead with it we'll stay tuned to whether or not that actually did happen because if that is that is an escalation of warfare by iran uh backed houthi rebels and terrorists in yemen um as they've interrupted the whole kind of shipping corridor uh egypt's claiming to have lost more than 75 million dollars due to the houthi's actions in the uh straight home so we'll get into that and all that and a whole lot more now without further ado uh, join me for a coffee cup cheers i've got my double espresso this morning let's get into the show a few things if you haven't subscribed please make sure to do so now uh that'll be really really awesome if you do so additionally uh find us on your favorite podcast listening platform go there give us a follow and now let's go ahead and get started with the uh smart can sm- uh ConnectWise's ScreenConnect RDP product is now being widely exploded to deliver ransomware and other types of malware. Customers were notified on February 19th. We talked about this on the show last week. Uh, There's a patches for a critical authentication bypass flaw and a high severity path traversal issue. The security holes did not have CVE identifiers at the time. They do now. CVE 2024, 1709 and 1708. 1709 is the authentication bypass. 1708 is the path traversal bug. Huntress dubbed the flaw slash and grab, disclosing technical details on the 21st of February after a proof of concept exploit was already made available. The authentication bypass vulnerability allows an attacker to create a new account that has admin privileges. The path of traversals could then be exploited for arbitrary code execution. Together, they create a perfect zero day. Sophos has also reported seeing the delivery of lockbit ransomware, which is interesting considering a week ago we celebrated their demise, but we've got some stuff about their resurrection. Um, So we'll be getting into that here in just a moment. Uh, Other cybersecurity firms have also seen the delivery of the async RAT, various info stealers, and simple help remote access software via the exploitation of the vulnerability. Shadow Server Foundation reported finding nearly 8,200 Internet exposed and vulnerable instances of screen connect as of the 21st of February. The highest percentage was in the U.S., followed by Canada and the U.K. Now, this is an active exploit. So if you haven't patched it, you've got to rush the patch. And like I've said, and we've said plenty of times before, once there is an exploit, once, sorry, once there's a vulnerability. Within 24 hours, typically you'll see an exploit. Within 20 minutes, you'll see the access brokers scanning in order to gain some sort of access to the environment or understand the targets they're gonna go after first. Once they've completed that, when an exploit is available, the access folks get with the exploit folks and they create the sort of event that you go through with these live exploits. Last week, while AT&T experienced its outage, which we'll get to here in just a moment as well, Change Healthcare was also hit by a cyber attack that caused massive network disruptions across the entire healthcare industry in the United States. The company, which is owned by the United Health Group, took its system offline on Wednesday after it became aware of an outside threat. Change first reported that some applications were offline uh, yesterday afternoon. This is all going into Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of last week. Many of this has been linked to a cybersecurity issue. The company currently believes the issue is isolated to change. Other United Health systems are operational, according to an update last Thursday. The industry has experienced significant cybersecurity uh, events uh, recently with a 256% increase in large data breaches over the last five years. According to the Health and Human Services Department, nearly 80% of the large Breaches reported to the agency last year involved a hacking incident. Regulators have raised the alarm about cyber in healthcare. Obviously, the industry has already seen some major high profile attacks this year. Children's Hospital in Chicago was forced to go uh, take down its phone, email, and electronic health record system after being targeted by a group, Arden Healthcare and many, many others. Change on this end though, has significant downstream impact simply because of its interconnectivity change which was acquired by united health optum in 2022 after the the doj failed to block the 13 billion dollar deal regulators have argued that the purchase would allow united health to mine data for billions of healthcare claims including competing insurers that did not become successful our neighbors up north, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, Canada's national police force, is disclosing they recently faced a they recently they but I can't talk this Monday morning. They recently faced a cyber attack targeting its network. The federal body has started its criminal investigation into the matter in order to determine the scope of the breach, according to CBC. The RCMP's chief security officer Paul L. Brown stated that the police force is managing a cyber event and caution employees to remain vigilant. The situation is evolving quickly. Their website was taken down and thrown a 404 not found. Requests were being redirected to an install PHP page, which does not exist all in all. Setup scripts such as install PHP are typically associated with fresh website installations, such as those using a CMS product like WordPress and Drupal. The latter appearing to be in use by the RCMP based on preliminary assessments. The act of a server redirecting any incoming request is generally indicative of a new website that needs to be configured by the system admin. Um, as of the time this article was written, um, um, the website was not restored as of late this morning, meaning in the wee hours of this morning, the website was finally restored and we'll wait to get more information on what caused the outage there. The outage that AT&T experienced on on Thursday of last week appears to be a result of a technical error and not a malicious attack. AT&T blamed the incident without elaborating on a software upgrade or a.k.a. error in coding. (laughs) It's all Bob's fault. It's all Bob's fault. The initial review uh, believed that today's outage was caused by the application and execution of an incorrect process used as we were expanding our network and not a cyber attack. Okay, so let's play at and theory game here because I want to play it because I have a theory. I have a theory because AT&T is responsible for FirstNet, which is the emergency response network that's kind of supposed to be separated from all other networks and really resilient, and FirstNet was offline as well. Here's a guess. They did a FirstNet test. FirstNet failed. That subsequent failure rolled into actual traditional networks. And it happened in major cities like Houston, Atlanta, Chicago, and a lot of major cities where first net is significantly important. This started at around 3.30 a.m. Eastern on uh, the night between Wednesday and Thursday and continued all through Thursday. It took them nearly uh, almost uh, 18 hours to get it all back online to where it was managed. Cricket, also owned by AT&T, had more than 9,000 outages at one point again many of the outages were in first net locations. So just saying something to look at uh, the FCC contacted at ATT about the outage and DHS and FBI were also looking into it. According to John Kirby, national uh, security council spokesperson, uh, the FBI acknowledged it was in touch and that's it. This was obviously has raised some, uh, you know, being an election year, there's no politician that wouldn't give up on making something out of nothing. And we'll see what the useless people in DC end up doing. Lockbits actually made its way back with the new infrastructure less than a week after being uh, taken offline by uh, law enforcement agencies. In the message under a mock up FBI leak, specifically to draw attention, the gang published a lengthy message about their negligence enabling the breach and the plan for operation going forward. Apparently, they you know, we're able to get the infrastructure and a few people, but really not the heads at the top of the snake. So the snake is now back and it's a little bit pissed. Uh, so Lockbit is now back. They're providing details about the breach and how they're going to run the business to make infrastructure more difficult to hack. Immediately after the takedown, they've confirmed the breach saying they lost only the servers running PHP and the backup systems with that PHP were untouched. This was in the back end of Operation Cronus. And like I said, people were getting a little uh uh, on the law enforcement side in the UK, we're getting a little uh, chatty there and in queue with the way they were kind of took over their sites and the stuff that they were saying. The gang is now back at it. So Lockbit, not gone. Don't write them off. They'll be back. I care practice management firm American Vision Partners faces a class action lawsuit over a recently disclosed data breach impacting more than 2 million customers. So the ambulance chasers are going after them. Uh, this impacted people in Arizona, Texas, New Mexico, and Nevada. So we'll see how this lawsuit turns out. We'll be monitoring it here. The National Association of Regulatory Utility Commissioners on Thursday released a cybersecurity baseline for distributed renewable energy resources like home solar panels. The DOE-funded initiative for voluntary baselines provided a standard for basic cyber protections, for electric distribution systems and distributed energy resources. When I was in D.C. a few weeks ago at the DOE event, the Energy Transition Summit, this was something that was really discussed all throughout the event. Uh, The idea of how do we defend these renewable and and more green energy resources, something very interesting. Nonetheless, the security standards, which were kind of briefly looked into at the event, uh, establish some sort of baseline, we'll see how it's enforced, and what will happen there. And finally, in Malawi, the government reportedly has suspended issuing passports for the past few weeks due to what appears to be a ransomware attack on the Immigration Service computer network. President Lazarus uh, Shakawara said that attackers are demanding a ransom, but the Malawi government has no intention of paying as it refutes to appease criminals or negotiate with those who attack our country. If only other world leaders followed this guy. Maybe there'd be less of this stuff. And no details were uh released over what's behind the attack he anticipates that the immigration solution will be in place within the next three weeks and they'll be able to issue passports again and they're looking into hardening their cybersecurity. so there's that good job for the malawi president saying we don't negotiate with terrorists kind of like that not gonna lie that's it for our show this morning we'll be back tomorrow 9 a.m eastern with all the latest here on your cybersecurity, go check out our substack, James azarda at substack.com. Also, follow us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Give us a like, share, and we see all your comments. Thank you all who are commenting on YouTube, Twitter, and everywhere else. Till then, have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.